0: Pedro Boys with Josh and Pete. Poe Boys back at my house! Oh, it's actually yell. Pedro Boys, but oh, Poe Boys are Pedro Boy's back at my house! Pedro Boys! Pedro Boys in the car! Pe- Pedro, Boys. Pedro Boys in the Pedro
1: car! Boys. Pedro Boys at the house! Pedro Boys back home!
0: Pedro Boys! I mean, not back home!
1: Not back home! Sorry, listeners. Uh, right up front. You might be hearing some pounding out there, some some hammering going on. I'm actually, I'm at my home away from home, Galaxy's Edge. Um, I've been called in to, to oversee the construction of a, a new ride, the third ride at, at Galaxy's Edge. It lets you um, sit in on the editing bay for Rise of Skywalker, kind of play around with the Avid, see how much damage you can do. Um, and so I'm, I'm overseeing that. Ride. And so if you hear any construction noises or hammering, that's what's going
0: on. And, on my and end. listeners on my end, Pete here, I'm recording from a car right now because Josh and I we were at this um, Christmas party, and it's more of a holiday, of a holiday party. party. Like they call it Life Day, but it's just like whatever. Mm. And I Pedro had me. I actually had uh, Gina and her. You mean for secrets? Secret for secret, um, J- J- secret life day, secret Santa, J- J- however, however you celebrate secret. and that John, scumbag, John. John Favreau. So Pedro being the just delight that he is, me, is wants to get me workout clothes. So he's mm-hmm. like, Hey, John Favreau, um, Hey, do you like this? Not asking, you know, for help. He's just like, do you think Pete would like this? Then John, Johnny Ugh. F. gives him the wrong arm size. Because as you know, listeners, Josh Ugh. and I were so, so swole. I have to get special clothes sent because my arms are too yeah. big. And like if we told you, like the size that would be
1: too small for our arms, if you heard it, you would say, oh, that's too big. Yeah. Like they're unbelievably big, so it's easy to be led astray. And we should I should point out, to Pete and I's uh a testament to our character, yes we feud with John Favreau, but we you don't we don't bring that up often around. People who have to work with John. We don't want it to be awkward no, to them. No, so no, no, Pedro no. doesn't really understand the full extent of uh, our antagonism with Favreau because we didn't want to poison his working relationship. Yeah. And we're aren't we good boys and nice and we're we're professional hashtag professional
0: simple. boys. hmm And so I am currently en route to the tailor to get those gym clothes resized for my yeah. huge huge arms which mm-hmm. have been sculpted through hours at the gym. Mhm. So um, I can't believe this is the last episode of the decade. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. It's like the final po boys of the Decade. A decade
1: of po boys oh, comes to an end. A decade of po boys. Pedro boys. A decade of, of boys of oh boys comes to
0: an end. And wow, now. I mean, have we've been one through trials and tribulations.
1: All and all roads end here.
0: And one might say it's the, the rise ends, the of the Pedro forever. Boys. It's the rise of the Po Boys. And mm-hmm. they'd be right. Now Are there going to be fans that say that we've ruined the Poe Boys franchise? Probably. But. Yeah, but I'll take my back give them this work. That's the thing, though, when you're creating art like Josh and I are. All right. Yeah. You're not going to satisfy everybody. You're going to have some listeners say, all right, I'm going to tune in for this episode and then let's hit a snooze for 40 episodes and then let's Mm -hmm. come back in 2020. But. We tell you how it is. We give you our opinions as the Star Wars influencers. And we're not going to stop. Well, we're going to stop this, Pedro Boys, um, next week. Because Mm -hmm. two episodes is killing us. But in terms of (laughs) Poe Boys, LLC, Mm -hmm. we're not going to stop until we don't feel like it anymore. All right? Yeah. Because that's for you. Which could be at any moment. That's for you, the fans, all right?
1: Yeah. You, the fans. And I think, as we've established in the last episode and in this episode, 2020, Poe Boys 2020 really is hashtag for the fans. Hashtag Poe Boys 2020, hashtag for the fans.
0: Yeah, it's... I mean, we've got a lot of stuff to look forward to. We have um, the Poe Boys um, breakfast, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, We have me continuing to
1: maneuver my way through the five stages of grief re-rise of Skywalker Um,
0: we have project luminous which is really cool with the um, stories behind the different lightsabers um, which is which is really really cool Mm -hmm.
1: and Uh, well I mean we do genuinely have presumably in the very near future something pretty big which is the final season of Clone Wars we
0: have the final season of Clone Wars we have... That will be
1: huge for me. I'm really excited to to be able to have this podcast as that comes out and to talk with you about the piece of Star Wars that is maybe most important to me or is closest to me as a fan is going to be very exciting.
0: Yeah, and we're not going to...
1: And yes, we will come up with a different name for that. All right. Tano Boys or something.
0: Tano or Tano Girls. Because you can be a po' boy and <laughs> have the female gender... You can be a girl hmm. and have the male gender. Gender is fluid. All people are welcome under the Po boys. Is it okay if we call LLC. it Tono girls? Tono girls. Um, I'll get mocked relentlessly, but we can talk about this in post. And we're going. Maybe we do a poll. We're going to um, California for Star Wars Celebration, Anaheim, later Oof. in the year. August. August. Um, we're gonna get some more. Um, Diego Boys information uh, most yep. likely because that'll release next year, I believe. Well, but it's I. From what
1: I keep hearing though, it sounds like the Kenobi show is further along in production. Really, like okay. or not even in production, but I hear more about the Kenobi show. Like I, I believe at that D twenty three thing, they said that like it had been written already, and they already have Deborah Chow slotted in as kind of head honcho there, director of this episode, by the way.
0: Oh, no, uh, no, no. Oh, yeah. no. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot we're talking about F- Chapter 7, not Chapter 8. <laughs> Thank God, because I haven't watched Chapter 8 oh! yet. Oh, oh, oh I'm no! Being a... You haven't watched yeah. Chapter 8 yet? Oh! No. I'm being i, I a good I, I watched Chapter oh, boy. 8, and let's just say... I oh my gosh! I was like, oh no, they didn't! And then I was like, ah, ah! And then at the end, I'm like, Great. what are you doing? Ah! So,
1: wow! That I'm being a good little po' boy, waiting for my girlfriend to get home from work for watch. Yeah. I watched this episode alone. It felt weird. I watched it alone needed- in the dark. Also, I didn't need to watch it alone because we didn't end up recording about it until today. No, you And I ended up watching it again it. yesterday with my girlfriend. Be- I
0: could have waited. You watched it because, um... So, listeners, we're covering Chapter 7. Oh, right, I did actually watch it at your behest. So. Yeah. You watched it because I told you that it would get spoiled waiting for Rise of Skywalker. Speaking of, so... You actually did make a very valid point.
1: Um... And for me, when I'm thinking about, oh, waiting in line for Force Awakens and stuff, I was like, I spent all this time avoiding anything, any reviews, any scores, uh, but then I realized like, oh, I'm gonna be waiting in line for hours with a bunch of Star Wars fans. One of them will probably bring it up. And they did, it was Peter. Peter ruined it for me, no big deal. Um, But I, I, I will say, Rise of Skywalker, waiting in line, there was no line, there was not a lot of fanfare, there wasn't a lot of discussion, but the person right in front of me, Waiting for the well, not right in front of me. That was the jabroni who kept hitting me in the knees. Look, I got a I got a lot to work out. A person in front of me, like to the right. Uh-huh. They weren't talking about this episode of the Mandalorian. They were just straight up watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Phone out. No headphones. <laughs> I see a little queel on the little speeder there, and I'm like, oh boy. Uh I don't I think they had headphones. There wasn't sound, but they were they were and I mean, you know, if you've seen the episode You don't need sounds to have some pretty big things spoiled for you if you catch the right moment in this show. Mm -hmm. Um, Um, I guess before, do
0: you have anything else to get into before we get into the episode? Well, seeing as how this is the last episode of the decade.
1: Right, a decade of
0: po. A decade of boys. What a ride. What a ride. I mean, we're going to be on episode 100 next year. Which is just insane to have a hundred so years of po-boys. A hundred, a hundred years, years of po-boys. Of po-boys. And to
1: look back on the amount of influence we have been given to wield over this franchise over the last decade. And to see our grubby little fingerprints on so many things. When all we From are the shadows. very humble very humble, very in-shape boys who maybe. Whisper an opinion here or there. A, su- uh, uh, elbows, a helpful suggestion.
0: Yeah. yeah. We're not trying yeah. to, you know, put our stamp on the Star Wars universe because it's something that is supposed to be enjoyed for all. We're just trying to yeah. nudge it in one direction or another. And for the benefit of you, listeners, you, the fans of this franchise. And I think probably the right answer is just to keep it Tano boys. I think if we change it to girls it'd be weird. Now. Uh, yeah, let's put it on let's put it on the poll because we got some time. All right, thro- Clevin, yeah. throw it on the maybe, throw it on the
1: Twitter. Maybe once we have a release date, like an official release yeah,
0: date. Yeah. I just feel like in terms of I mean, I'm... feminism which we're really into oh, and um which we're tr- we're trying to be inclusive, right? We brought all of the different peoples into po-boys, we can be tonneau girls for, you know, 12 episodes. So, right. And I, on the one hand, I'm like, yes, I have
1: no problem being a tono girl. But on the other hand, it's like, well, it's always boys, but then you change it to girl for the female character, and is that bad or
0: not? And I don't... Yeah.
1: No? I'm not
0: sure. So, we'll let the, we'll let the fans... Um, help out. We will, of course, not give you the final say, fans, because we have to talk to our finance people. We have to talk and see...
1: That's true. It's a numbers game, really.
0: Will our merch sell if we're Tano Girls? We have to look to our legal team. Has somebody already TM Tano Girls? Has somebody already TM Tano Boys? And then Please don't TM Tano Boys and Tano Girls because you heard it on this episode. And then we gotta talk to Ashley, um, who both. is uh, a friend of ours, um, Ashley Eckstein, who is the voice of um, Ahsoka, and see what she thinks on the matter just too. Um, we'll see what Ash thinks. I wonder if you can email her. Probably. I mean, universe. I um, we communicate almost exclusively through TikTok at this point. Um, but that's yes. just which I didn't which I didn't just find out about from a commercial before a movie yesterday.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. So, I mean, I heard of it. I still don't know what it is.
0: Yeah, it's it's um it's something. So, Yeah. I'll see all the little kids I used to
1: coach on swim team next weekend. I'm sure they'll fill me in. Um, okay. Last thing I think before we dive into Mandalorian is I did want to announce that I am pretty sure I've moved on from anger at Rise of Skywalker to something like bargaining. Sir. And that, for me, has taken the shape of trying to decide what small parts of the movie I will keep when I write my own fan fiction script of Episode Nine that I'm sure I'll never oh write. Oh my gosh. Um,
0: and I just wanted to let the world know that. Do you like the um, Be With Me stuff? Uh, mm, I don't care about it one way or the other. I mean, the Raylo stuff, huge into that. The Mm -hmm. um loss scenes where we see um characters interact with loss. I guess we're
1: talking about yeah, yeah.
0: Um, well, we're still trying to keep it spoiler free, okay? Right. The when the characters deal with loss, that still really, I that was still really powerful to me. Mhm. And the Be With Me was I've now seen it 4 times. I'm going to see it one more time probably this weekend. Uh-huh. For 5 showings The mm-hmm. Be With Me, I I hear a new line each time I see it and I'm like ah! yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm like I know that person. And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe that person got to say something too." Yeah, you're like, "Oh my god, that's that's Josh. That's Josh in there." Yeah. I can't believe Josh got into the movie. Yeah, that like uh, I I love I love that and the Raylo music with the combination of Kylo and Ray's themes. Yeah,
1: I gotta listen to the soundtrack. I that's another like usually I'm going hog Yeah, you're like oh a big, soundtrack really guy, big soundtrack guy, big
0: soundtrack guy.
1: Yeah, I, I gave it a little bit of a listen uh, the day the movie came out, but I didn't make it all the way through.
0: Well, it's also really difficult it. to do that on the day of the of the movie because it's like you don't have the connection to those scenes.
1: I yeah, but I'll tell you this: I had I had revelations about the Last Jedi that dawned on me through listening to the soundtrack the morning after I saw the movie. Interesting. Like there. are... Revenge of the Sith and Last Jedi are both movies that I have had uh, big, big revelations about through John Williams. Well,
0: for me, in the music, it's I'm never going to have the emotional connection I had with Force Awakens. Because mm-hmm. when Force Awakens came out, I was um, training for a triathlon. Mm-hmm. And for Christmas, I was given an underwater MP3 player, which I, which oh, I attached dang. to my swim cap. So the mm-hmm. MP3 player, you know, had like 60 songs on it or whatever. And I put the soundtrack of Force Awakens. Great so as soundtrack. I was swimming, I was hearing Ray's theme. I was um, I, mm-hmm. play, I put the last step or first steps, first steps, Jedi steps, Jedi, Jedi steps. steps, which is really, really Slash good. Finale. And my favorite yeah. song was March of the Resistance. Um, it is now Ray's theme is my favorite song. The way that they made some Mm. changes, um, in that Raylo scene, I was like, ah, let's go. Let's go Ray. Be with me. Coming, coming to vinyl in March. All you record heads out there. Uh, the novelization also isn't out, which was kind of weird. Yeah. It comes out in March, March 2nd.
1: Got kicked down. I really think that this movie went through a lot of weird changes in post-production. We haven't gotten the shape of it yet. Which is can, kind I of like know.
0: a mark of most of the Star Wars movies now. Other than, I guess, Last Jedi.
1: Yeah, I I suspect for this movie it was pretty major stuff, though. Like, I even, down to the soundtrack, the soundtrack isn't in order. That's true. The soundtrack isn't in the order of the film. And to be fair, uh, Return of the Jedi soundtrack is the same way. It's not in the order of the film. But I can't, like, was it a throwback to that? Or was it like, yeah, we're we're editing very late into the day. Major enough changes are happening that we're not going to mess with trying to put together the music in order. I don't know. Because famously, Attack of the Clones also had a lot of... Um, I don't know about plot editing, but there were there were major changes to this. Well score the first the first the first, third act the first run through
0: of Attack of the Clones um, was during Big George's stage where he was really into rom coms. So mm-hmm. it actually was only Padme and Anakin and nobody else was yeah. in the movie. And And a lot of the score was like record scratches and then needle drops. Yeah, and it was it was called I remember Padme that. actually. Um, not Attack of the Clones. Pad Maxwell. Yeah, was how it was stylized, um, but Attack of the Clones. John
1: Williams wrote a whole bunch of music for Attack of the Clones finale that didn't end up being used, and in favor he you know plugged in Imperial March and older stuff like that. Which but,
0: I, I I think don't that's know. a smart. I mean, it, to have that um, that just consistency throughout the saga just kind of reinforces things. Like I I'm I'm I struggle to think of a movie. Like, I'm sure, like, Harry Potter, like, Harry and Hermione and Ron had their own themes, but I could, I would never be able to tell you what that is. Whereas, like, you, yeah. could, you could say, you play that Rey theme, and I'm like, oh, that's the Rey theme. You play that Kyla theme. You play the Luke or Leia theme. Although, I'm still, the Leia theme, I'm not, I couldn't mark it. Um,
1: well, Leia has her own theme, and then there's the Han and Leia theme, and then there's a Luke and Leia uh-huh. theme. Then Luke's theme is sort of just a Star Wars fanfare. The famously the force theme is actually originally supposed to be Obi-Wan. Really? Theme. It wasn't the music that John Williams actually wrote. When Luke stares out at the Twin Suns, that was not the original score John Williams wrote. Interesting. George Lucas decided to use that music. And I mean, brilliant. Works fantastic. I mean, it's one of the most iconic scenes in cinema, so it worked out well. I need I do need to listen back. I, there aren't a lot of opportunities for it but i would like to give the rise of skywalker a thorough listen because john williams wrote only han's theme for the solo movie he finally wrote a theme specifically for han solo the rest of the score was uh done by another gentleman whose name i don't recall at the moment michael something I oh god uh, no gcno john something no it wasn't michael Jacino. Uh-huh. i don't remember the guy's name um but John Williams did write the Han Solo Was theme. it the guy from um, Land Before Time that does Resistance? Skywalker
0: somewhere. Was it hmm? the guy from Land Before Time that does Resistance music? Mm, no, no, not him either. He's good.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, good music in Resistance. Uh, also, let's finally bring it back home. Ludwig Goranson killing it on the music in Mandalorian. Oh,
0: yeah. And in Chapter 8, it continues, but don't, this is Chapter 7 stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Chapter 7, chapter seven The Reckoning. Um, here, let me get the description out. Um, so, Chapter 7 is titled um, The Reckoning. And it says, An old rival extends an invitation for the Mandalorian to make peace. Rival's an interesting word. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, call, I wouldn't him, a call rival, him a rival. Okay. I would say... Adversary, perhaps. Even adversary, I would say an yeah. old acquaintance or an old coworker uh-huh. or you you said adversary, an old, right? An old boxer. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, I'm thrilled to have Grief karga Greef back. Grief Karga is really Carl Weathers, he, he's good.
1: He's got like a showmanship to his performance, like a kind of used car salesman type vibe going that I really really like.
0: Yeah, I I would um I would agree with that. He um we start off the episode um Mando Mando gets a
1: flying to god knows where gets a
0: message and is like hey um Imperials have taken over Me, Navarro and let's take him out together because you know I don't like these Imperials mm-hmm. and that's pretty much the premise to the and he really kind of leans
1: into, look, if if you don't help me out here and take these guys out, they're going to keep sending people after you and you've done a good enough job dodging them for now, but you can't do this. Yeah, forever. you can't do it
0: forever. But good job so far. Yeah. It's like,
1: right. And I think that's what really appeals to the yeah. Warrior. Otherwise, there's no there's no reason grief. cargo was like,
0: this, hey, he really... I've seen um, chapter four, five and six. Good job so far. <laughs> thought you were gonna yep. Yep. you know get put in that um new republic prison can't believe mm-hmm. that the child at this point like nobody said that he's a jedi yet or has force powers but whatever come to navarro we'll talk it over we'll kill some people and it'll we'll all be square all right we'll be chill, hashtag chill boys mm-hmm. so um mando is like Am I going to go there by myself? No. (laughs) Am I going to go and grab a squad of some people? Yes. Now. Yeah, and then here we really
1: get this episode is, as of seven chapters in, I think the most modern in terms of, of its storytelling and that we finally get um, threads weaving back and we, we get kind of a conglomeration of all the previous threads and everything comes back together and you you know assemble a team or of the past episodes. Episodes 4, 5, and 6 are all sort of interchangeable in their time. Like they're sort of standalones. And this brings it back to... Well, it makes them not necessarily but th- This brings this finally ties back into previous episodes in a major way, and we visit past locations and past characters, and it very much feels, you know, like a reckoning. All the decisions in the past episodes, you know, come to roost.
0: So, um, there's not much to it. These like two scenes, but they get um, Kara, Kara uh, Dune. Um, mm-hmm. She's in. Well, freaking great fight yeah, scene. Yeah, it was pretty. Where she does this crazy thing,
1: where she like has the guy in a headlock on the ground, and then she like keeps him in a headlock, but like flips over him. I don't understand. Gino Brano is
0: a badass. She, yeah, she is. Um, she's she is very very a high kick. Oof. she's very very good, and that. So yeah. l- listeners that aren't super familiar with the back backstory, the person she fights. Is a Dathomirian male, correct? Mm -hmm. So that's this. He look. I mean, he got the horns. So that's the same person as Darth Maul. And then um, you look at some people from Dathomir in the Clone Wars TV show, uh, and um, Mm -hmm. we won't really talk that much about it. So she has this insane scene. Yeah, let's not talk. Let's not. Um, One thing I would, I do want to talk about is, have you noticed that all of her concept art didn't inc- like didn't necessarily include her because like a lot some of the concept art they're like we know we're going to use one Car- Carlo Esposito right. or um we know mm-hmm. we're going to use this person but for hers it's like kind of like her but not really her
1: yeah and i mean i think that just speaks to how early on in production cuz i mean all that pre-production stuff mm-hmm. starts long before casting you know if you look at the art book for force awakens you know or even the art book for rogue one and the initial uh uh-huh. kind of ideas of what those characters would be half of them were like aliens really? um so that, that just speaks to the development process because they also a lot of concept art they show has her with like a bunch of different kind of haircuts
0: yeah. it's like the, it's the face is consistent throughout but it like seems like they had an idea of somebody but it didn't end up becoming Gina. But she is she's really good. Um, Freaking owns. This episode... What a bunch of cool characters in this show. I was kind of lukewarm on her in episode four, is it? Or three or four? No, it's mm-hmm. episode four. Yeah. But she really steps it up. And um, we get to see her in more of a role in this one. So mm-hmm. they pick her up on... Sorghum, and then they go to unnamed planets <laughs> and pick up Quill. We learn Quill, Quill. and a
1: resuscitated IG. eleven yeah, so um,
0: the IG 11 has been um, reprogrammed and its main it's a nursing droid. It says it's a nursing droid now.
1: Well, it, he has it as like a butler.
0: Um, I think he says nursing droid. He says he can reprogram it for that. Um, or no, he reprograms it later on in the the episode. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. So, um, they all agree. Um, um, Gina agrees because she finds out there's Imperials. And she really hates Imperials.
1: Literally all she needed to hear.
0: She really, really hates Imperials, Um, which I guess is because she's a shock trooper. So she's lost a bunch of people to the Empire.
1: Yeah, and she makes a comment about uh, Navarro being a place that uh, drop troopers had a hard time at during the war because there was no cover to drop Mm -hmm. in. And so the Imperials... Still hold it. They never, they never took it back from the Imperials yeah. during the
0: war. Which is probably why then, um, it's a place for bounty hunters, because there, it's not under the watchful yeah, eye. Yeah, and
1: why the Imperial remnant seems to. Yeah, have a and hold they can there. just like
0: hang out in the outskirts of town, um, and just like hang out and talk and chit chat. Mm-hmm. So, and then, the, yeah. So the crew's all back um, together. What? It, and Quill just doesn't want. Oh, he doesn't want the child to be a slave. So I yeah,
1: say- I'll, yeah, I was similar to your perception of, of Cardoon, I was pretty lukewarm on Quill in the first two episodes. I mean, I didn't have an issue with him, but he didn't really grab me. But this in this episode, I really came around on that character. Um, Nick Nolte did a great performance. I wish we'd get more insight into what I assume is the person in the costume. For Quill?
0: Like the actual performer. I'm sure if we looked but... at the um, creature person, we would. They've been shown front and center. Because hmm. they only they, they only show the um, starring. Right. Um So like the the stormtroopers that talk in this episode, you'd have to go. You literally have to go. So I don't know for you, Josh, but. Disney Plus, um, once it gets past the main one, like, it, it's Carrie Beck and Dong Ch- Doug Chang, it, like, then minimizes, mm-hmm. and it's like, here, watch the next thing. Right. So... Right. Um, I think, I would imagine, I haven't looked for Chapter 7, um, but I would imagine it's there. Yeah. So, they um, hide on the... They park on the outskirts. We find out that Navarro is functionally a lava planet which is interesting Yeah, I guess so. Um yeah, he makes mention of rivers and then it turns out it's lava rivers. And then they park we see grief and um three sto- three bounty hunters which are some of the dumbest bounty hunters I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> They're not quite as nondescript as the bounty hunter in the spaceship that's hunting down the Mandalorian at the beginning of Episode uh, 5 who is just a guy. Um but yeah, they're they're fairly uh interchangeable. You know,
0: a bounty hunter I would like to see is the bounty hunter from the beginning of Clone um Attack of the Clones, the shapeshifter. Oh, it's yeah. Wessel. I like to see one that's yeah. like that. Pretty mm-hmm. cool. But um it was what two humans, and like a weird alien who had like didn't have feet or didn't have shoes. There were two aliens
1: at least because there's a Nikto, and there was some other. Yeah, they were they were yeah. forgettable. Which the con. Though, I mean every character can't be the coolest character. You can't be well. You,
0: know, you don't want your eye drawn to. Everything well, we also on talked about how like why are all the bounty hunters looking so unique and cool, and. Some of them have to look like dorks that nobody wants to hang out with. Right. Exactly. You know, when you have, like, a high school scene and they're, like, a cafeteria scene, there has to be people in the background that are, like, in the A.V. club or in the chess club, and then you have your jocks, mm. like Josh and I, you know, with all the cool kids, and then John Favreau, Yeah, you know, you're, like, philosophical jocks who are also, like, pretty And they get good, good grades.
1: Uh, music and the arts. And...
0: Um, They're like really good at everything, yeah. So grief. Look, Werner Herzog is back whoa, whoa, in this whoa, whoa, episode. Whoa, 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 Remember. We're going too slow, remember, buddy. Go going too the, slow. Um, the camping scene. We we gotta talk about the camping scene.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we get
0: some some some. Are they creatures. are they Gundarks or no?
1: I don't know. I think. They're, well, no, they're not Gundarks. Gundarks are bipedal. They're not. I think Minox, Minox, yeah. maybe. Minox are much smaller. They might be something like that. I guess we do have to talk about this scene. They get attacked by creatures. Some of these no-name bounty hunters get and taken And two of out. the Blurgs, too.
0: Um, which was so... Right, I, right. I feel for Queel, you know? He, like, just wanted to have peace on his planet. And, you know, hang out with, like, his space horses. And then he watches mm-hmm. one of them get taken away... And the other one get taken away and we like see he has to put it down because he's the only one with one. Right. Like it's injuries mm-hmm. are too much. It gets put down, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. And then Kreev Karga gets hit and we find out that the Blynox, which is what I'm going to call him for now, have sure. poison and they get they they have. it. Yes.
1: Yeah, they they scratch them up real good. And then we get, keeping in mind that this episode came out the day before Rise of Skywalker, in this sequence we get the big excite, well, do we mention that this is what ties into Rise of Skywalker? I don't know, I guess mild spoilers for Rise of Skywalker, okay? You ready, guys? We're talking about it. We're talking about it. Okay? You've had a week now, listeners. Yeah. Yeah, at this point, actually, a week. Little Little Yanni. Yanni... Um, is able to heal this poison that Grief Karga has. Though, on my notes, in my new nice notebook, I did put, and I haven't seen episode eight, so I don't know. I suspect everybody's like, oh, baby Yanni, he healed Grief Karga. I don't think he healed him. I think he sealed up his skin so the poison can't get out. (laughs) Okay. I also do need to point out Before this sequence, earlier in the campfire, we do get what is probably my second favorite line of dialogue in anything this year, uh, which is Grief Karga theorizing that they are after the Baby Yoda for some sort of, quote, highfalutin menagerie. (laughs) Um, um, So good. And then later, when Baby Yanni is trying to heal him, he says, he's trying to eat me!
0: (laughs) So good. That that was really good too. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they survive. They're right at the yeah. the town, and then um, grief turns on his no name bounty hunters. Yep. And basically, get, says you know it's a setup, but little Yanni, I'm I'm team Yanni now. So he offers his services, and then they make it to Werner Herzog
1: yeah they make it they they keep the cradle they give queel the baby back and they send queel back to the ship and they have it look like cara dune captured um okay and the performance artist for queel is named misty roses i have finally been able to pull up the credits for mandalorian do you have any idea how hard it is to capture the end part of the credits without skipping to the next episode. Adam <coughs> Pally was one of the Stormtroopers, and also Rhea Hackford is a performance artist for IG Eleven, and Chris Bartlett is the performance artist for an RA Seven Droid. I don't know. Um, what that Adam Pally is, um, is yes, um,
0: one of the comedian. He's a he's a comedian. Um, he he's in the Mindy Project, um, but he's yeah. in another show. That I'm forgetting. He he's just a oh, happy, happy ending. He's basically like. The funny gay guy in movies now. Or like the fat white guy in movies. It's kinda of, is... so? he's on a lot of podcasts. Oh, really? Okay.
1: And the Zabrak Fighter. So not Death Mirror. Oh, really? though I don't know. Cause I was I didn't want to get into this, but it are there a difference. The Zabrak Fighter is um Dave Reeves. Okay. Dave Reeves. Stunt double for the client John Dixon. Stunt double for Grief Carga. Gene Freeman. Okay, lots of stunt performers. Lots of puppeteers doing God's work. Stand in for the Mandalorian. Steven Jackson. So we get we get um, into the yeah they're they able get, to get to the client,
0: client and Werner Herzog just is a c- complete buffoon. I He's like oh it's sleeping okay. Yeah. Um yeah, he does
1: He does buy that a little quick. I mean, he's he's anxious. I don't think he immediately... He still, like, wants to see the baby, which has brought me to my... I'm not a meme guy, but I did, like, one Mandalorian meme I kept seeing, which is a picture of Werner Herzog saying, I would like to see the baby now, with the caption, me, every time I watch The Mandalorian. I liked that. Okay. I liked that.
0: There wasn't really a great... Um, oh, that was from this episode? Okay. Yeah. So, they're getting some juices, and then um, we see Moff Gideon.
1: Yes, finally! when Carlos Bezito shows up, looking very
0: sharp. Very menacing, cape. too. And it's yeah. also reminiscent of the Clone Wars, where, like, the top guy also does a lot of action. Because, like, in reality, mm-hmm. you know, your generals, admirals, colonels, they don't actually... They're not out there they're yeah. boots on the they like you go do this you do this um i'm gonna sit here and have some coffee um, a little bit of calf um oh, that, sweet, that sweet sweet calf, calf. but th- he's an on uh, he's a hands-on moth he's like i'm gonna do this stuff and just you back me up boys sure
1: um so he, he he phones in and we get to see the Star Wars equivalent of a cell phone, I guess, a little briefcase that has a hollow projector uh-huh. in it. And the client, my favorite Star Wars character of all time, and his few men are just slaughtered from the window. Huge giant shootout, bunch of death troopers, who are very quickly reinforced by a bunch of stormtroopers who I have to assume are the five oh first Legion we keep mm-hmm. hearing about. I think this is the scene where they brought in the 501st. So they're, they're surrounded. Juan Carlos Pazito comes in, Moff Gideon, in this very cool fold-up TIE fighter where the wings fold in on each other so it can land, which I believe is from some concept art from really? Force okay. Awakens. Always love when they're using uh-huh. that concept art uh, archive there. He shows up and gives a very cool monologue in a very, uh, I don't know, verbose, commanding voice. Really enjoyed that performance and mando has been on the on the wire with queel and now those transmissions have been picked up by some scout troopers and we get the terrible revelation that baby yoda has been taken by the scout troopers and queel has been gunned down and it is a bummer yeah
0: um and cliffhanger baby that cliffhanger going into rise of skywalker i was, I was like oh my gosh what's happening because, <laughs> and this is another Rise of Skywalker spoiler, okay, I thought that the Jedi Hunter from Rise of Skywalker is going to be in this episode, or, ne- or like, they're going to show him, like, um, after I watched Chapter 7. Because they introduced the Jedi Hunter, and I'm like, oh my god, they're going to give him, and then it's just going to be over, and I'm going to literally find John Favreau and beat him into the ground. Which is still probably yeah, going still to happen. Yeah, it'll still probably happen. But for unrelated yeah. reasons. But I'm I'm not a violent person. Um, I am very patient. I will get my revenge on John Favreau. So. Yeah. Very good episode. Um, yeah, I dug it. Very That's cool cliffhanger. cliffhanger.
1: Excited for the finale, which I have not yeah, seen yet. Yeah, it was yet. so-so.
0: Tight. So, um, this chapter eight review will be at the normal Pedro boys time and then yep next that'll either be our last one and we'll make it a little longer to do a recap or we'll have a separate recap episode um out later
1: yeah maybe bank a recap for the season for when we you know for when there's less going on we'll see yeah we just gotta
0: kind of figure out what's what our schedule is Can't wait to only have one episode a week. I can't wait. So, if you want to get a hold of us, Podcast at gmail.com, at poboyspodcast on Twitter, and um, have... Hey, we released
1: uh, five episodes, I think, in the last two weeks. If you listen to all five of those episodes, tweet at us. Hashtag, I listened to all of your podcasts, dorks. And then uh, tell us something Star Wars you want us to talk about or we'll talk about
0: hashtag it. all in po boys. And then if you send me that your too. address That's on good. the DMS, we'll send you a sticker. Um, nobody well. has um, kind of um, brought us up on that. Um, so maybe you're the first one. And yeah, maybe uh, go check out. And out, out that was, was really good. good. I saw little women um, two yeah. nights ago.
1: And yeah, I think I'm going tonight.
0: <laughs> I just kept shouting out "Little Women."
1: <laughs> what a delight you um, must be! Did
0: you read the book? No. Okay. Um, it's very good. I, I I enjoyed it thoroughly. I'm looking forward so, to it. So, from Josh and I, um, have a good rest of the year.
1: Yeah, enjoy the waning moments. Make of the good, good decisions. A decade? Of
0: and then problems. we will see you wow. next year.